One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In 2019, AEW rose vision for the future of professional wrestling revolutionized the sport. AEW is for the bold. AEW is for the fearless. AEW is for those who know that deep inside, they are elite. Now, it's time for you to create your unforgettable moments where your legend is born and your memories will live forever. Are you willing to risk everything to become a champion? This is your time to become elite. Are you daring enough to fight forever? AEW Fight Forever is here, a familiar name for those who knows uh, popped up in the credits. It was a secret he kept very close to his chest. Now it's widely out there in the world. He is the lead narrative designer for AEW Fight Forever. They couldn't have found finer from SmackDown versus Raw and many other games from across the times. It's Justin Leaper and he's with me now. Justin, how you doing? Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me. This is the first time I get to actually kind of talk about the game and it just came out a little while ago. As you said, I tried to keep it uh, kayfabe, as they say, but um, yeah, people were starting to smarten up to it. So I figured it was time to rip the Band-Aid off and let everybody know that I was involved. What made you, what was the giveaway for some people who were starting to figure you out? Uh, that's a really good question. I didn't, I didn't tend to, like, it was very, like, kind of subtle, you know, meme giffy kind of responses. And I'd be like, okay, you know, what's up? Um, I think, you know, some people got early versions and saw me in the credits. So that was, you know, it was kind of hard to deny that. So, well, yeah, once they see you, you do talking to memes and gifts and stuff like that. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV. Going, oh, it's, that. <laughs> it's you, it's one. yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, people will know you, Justin, from uh, from your work across the decades of wrestling games. And it's a wonderful return to form. How did the conversation start about you working with THQ Nordic on Fight Forever? Well, I ended up in Japan. Uh, I spent six years in Japan. That was a while after I had left THQ, but um, was in Tokyo and, and Ukes is not too far from there. And my good friend, Brian Williams, who's, you know, a legend in the, the wrestling game community, uh, he was working at Ukes and, you know, I knew he was working on this AEW game and I expressed some interest. Um, and then it came to a time where like they really needed some help and they had this career mode to make. And I was, you know, a 
80 minute commute away and they brought me in and talked to me and I could speak in Japan at that point, um, which was different from when I was at THQ in the, you know, the late 2000s, I guess. Um, but yeah, it all, all, all the things seemed to work out perfectly that that's what they needed and that's what I could provide. So I was working in the, the UX offices. This was before THQ was, I think, even considering coming on. So it was just between AEW and THQ. And of course, Getasan, who uh, worked on those wonderful Aki games back in the day, he was in there as a consultant as well. So, you know, it was a really neat mix of, of people and talents. And you know, we all had the same goal in mind to kind of do justice to this sort of no mercy style, but bring it into, uh, you know, have some quality of life improvements, bring the AEW history into it and it, its diverse roster. And uh, I had the, the honor of trying to make something narratively with all that. One thing you mentioned there, and it's one piece that's always come about when talking about this game, and it's the 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 honor, the tip of the cap, the the tip of the cap, the 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 tribute to No Mercy uh, throughout it. And I know this is a game that's very close to your heart. You've said recently in an interview when you were with Game Informer that it was a game that you play in your free time. Uh, it, incidentally, what was uh, what was Justin Violently's finisher? Because I don't know if I ever heard it. This is your career. I know this is this is how how long ago it was. My I, I kid you not. My finisher was called the Uber Driver, and it had nothing to do with rideshare. Nice! That was not a company. But I should have patented it. I could have been rich now, but I wasn't. Um, but it was it was a you know fireman's carry a la uh, a Death Valley Driver or you know John Cena's Attitude Adjuster. But I kind of pivoted them and I sat out and kind of like a Michinoku Driver ending. Um, but I did a lot of kicks like martial arts is my background. I'm not a huge guy. So I kicked a lot of people, a lot of different ways, really hard ax kicks, super kicks Tajiri roundhouse kicks to the head, corner kicks, spin kicks, just about any type of kick. I was stiffing the crap out of my competition. Is the Uber driver in fight forever? It is not, but, but ah. the Uber driver is in SmackDown versus raw 2011's road to WrestleMania. So when you are with Vince McMahon, and you choose either the fist or the microphone. If you choose the fist, you actually put him through the announce table using the Uber driver. Wow. Does Jerry Lawler announce it as he does it as well? Oh, they is did. That, yes, they, that, was, it, that was something yeah. they did really nice to me is they put that that name. And I think the audio designer added it to the list of, of finisher possibilities. It, yeah. Do you know what? It's one of those things that the name Uber Driver lay vacant and dormant in my mind when I, cause I used to play SmackDown versus Raw. And I remember hearing the name and then it fell off. And then obviously Uber's a thing. And it's mm -hmm. only putting the two together that these pieces of my brain that have never spoken <laughs> have finally met in the middle and gone, that's amazing. And that's your finish. You wore loads of different hats when you did SmackDown versus Raw, as, as we've said, and you said in several interviews as well. Um, is this a different case here? Were you brought in for just the one role or could you not resist in getting your fingers in lots of pies? I was, I would consider myself a, a one man narrative machine at that point um, because you know, what, what they had already was not, so there was not anything kind of approved by AEW from Ukes for a career mode. And they wanted this single player career mode. So I had these ideas and it, you know, Road to WrestleMania was let's take these established characters. Let's really play to their strengths. But this was more, let's get something that anybody can be a part of any character on the roster, anybody that you can make can go in and, and play through. This is, there's a lot of differences, but you know, I, I would say I still wore a hat, a lot of hats in that I was, you know, wrote, 
99% of the dialogue that you'll see in there. And people have been coming to me recently with, hey, did you write this one or this one? And I, I don't even remember some of them. There's one recently that was uh, about um, one of the mini games. And I was like, did I even write this Pit Fighter reference? Like, I, I maybe... But I'm not, and I, I actually texted Kenny. I'm like, dude, did you write that? He said, no, I don't. I don't know who wrote it. Like, okay, I, I guess it was me. But I, you know, I wrote all that stuff. I designed all of the, you know, blocks and everything. I even this time I did something different where I went into this game was made in Unreal Engine. I went into Unreal Engine and I set up the cutscenes so they're not, you know, they're not the kind of uh, full motion capture, full yeah, motion capture like the cutscenes in, in Road to WrestleMania. But I'm setting up these models and the animations and the cameras and the dialogue and doing all that stuff, which is something I hadn't done before. But you know, you set up 300 of those in a few months, and it's it it gets to be you get the muscle memory up really fast. But um, I also did some motion capture here. You know, we had a little studio in Ukes uh, where just some really basic stuff like the animation, for example, when when Chris Statlander gives you a boop in uh, a restaurant, like I was Chris Statlander there, when uh, Abaddon is stalking you at the Liberty Bell in, in Philadelphia, like that's me doing the motion capture of kind of stalking the character. So just all these really random things that I, I was able to do, um, working with Mikey Ruckus, the, the awesome music guy, like giving him some ideas, like I should be giving him any ideas, that guy knows everything, but, uh, yeah, it, it was it was like that, you know, being one of the few uh, native English speakers and and people really familiar with AEW in Ukes, uh, me and Brian Williams were in all those calls and talking to get us on and talking to Kenny and the, the AEW people about, you know, different different ideas and stuff. So I was able to contribute a little bit in that. But really, it was I had this 10 month contract and I, I wanted to get uh, a career mode as as close to the finish line as possible in that time. You mentioned Kenny a few times there because obviously Kenny Omega was somebody who was really pushing ahead to make this game happen. He's very much a spokesman for it. Uh, how how uh, involved was Kenny Omega in what you did as, as lead narrative designer? I would say that he was I, maybe not entitled, but uh, spiritually, he was kind of a creative director. So he was the one who gave uh, editing passes and approvals to all of the scripts that I wrote. And, you know, back in the day, WWE would have people that would do that as well. Uh, but Kenny was a little more hands-on. And, and even before I joined the project, he and I talked about the kind of games that we liked, you know, Persona or Yakuza or, or all these other games. Just he's got a, a, a super wealth of knowledge about games, um, of course, from across the pond as well, being having spent a lot of time in Japan like I did. Um, but yeah, he he's a very clever person. Of course, he's he knows so much about wrestling, but he's really good at translating that into wrestling games as well. But also something that's uh, that you really want from a, a client is he knows when to defer. He knows when to go. Well, I don't know how this works. So you tell me how this works. I have this idea. Let's collaborate and let's come up with something that fulfills this idea in a way that's achievable. So he was he was kind of a dream to work with really. I mean, you know, I've long admired him as a performer, but yeah, to get to know him in a business capacity was, uh, you know, another level of respect. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Lead narrative designer is a new title. I think we talked about before we started recording today how um, you've, it's the first time that you've had a consistent title. Uh, in the video games that you've worked on. So for those who aren't familiar with this role, it's a relatively new role. So what day-to-day does your job look like when you're working as lead narrative designer? Yeah, it really depends on what there is to do. But of course, you could call me a writer. That would be one way to establish it. You know, if there's there's text in the game, chances are that I wrote it. Um, But also kind of coming up with... I say that a, a narrative designer comes up with the reasons why things happen within the world. You know, you've got the player experience of me with the controller and I hit a button and it does something, but in the world, why is that character doing that thing? Or why are these enemies bad guys? Or, you know, what is the, just the, the purpose for the things that happen? So not necessarily in a wrestling game because, you know, you've got, you don't have like a bunch of enemies that you're taking on everybody's, you know, roster characters, but, um, yeah, it, it narratively, you know, it, the design aspect is okay. How do I make? I have this many, let's say, weeks of content that I can have. How do I fill those out in a way that tells a decent story? And if if you say that I have a box this wide, well, how tall can I make the box? Because I had a little bit of a smaller box. You know, we had. I was told we have these four pay per views that we can lead to in four different weeks. You know, I, I that's not a lot of time for nuanced storytelling, and that's why I broke out into the different kind of blocks, as we call them, where you know your your first block you have three different ways. Your second block there are three different ways so you if you're going through and you're playing road to elite in one playthrough you get three to five hours of that you're only seeing maybe 20 percent of the actual content plus on top of that i designed a system where okay if you if you are familiar with the old wwf games the smackdown games you would have undertaker saying some really non-undertaker stuff you would have all of these strong characters that all had you know jericho and cena and undertaker and eddie all said the same lines and it didn't really fit for like two-thirds of them so my idea was let's break it down to six personality types let's take these personalities cores of a lot of different pro wrestlers and then assign them to each of our 52 characters that way when a line comes up if if it's a if it's a jerk line MJF might say it, uh, Jericho may say it, and it fits. If it's a hero line, 
uh, Sting may say it or Cody Rhodes may say it and it fits them. So we've got these parts where you get more into the nuances of the character instead of everybody just saying the same thing. And we took it even further by going, okay, Orange Cassidy is so unique and Abaddon is so unique. I'm just going to write lines bespoke to them. And luckily Orange Cassidy actually came in and helped. And he, you know, he's not, he's known as a pretty low effort guy, but he came in and, and, and helped me to write his lines. So it sounded, you know, it, it sounded exactly like him because it was coming from him. I enjoyed how most of Abaddon's lines when they're speaking, they're just grunts. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a nice touch. I like, there's a, there's, there's a few things like a, also away from the storyline with AEW Fight Forever where uh, all the characters feel quite bespoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and and I guess that's the, the joy of having a game where you're not working from templates anymore. You're having to build from the ground up. So you're going to have to see it that way. When it comes to the Road to the Elite mode, obviously there is a, a vibe of Road to WrestleMania in there as well. But what other games and styles did you draw influence from when building it? Yeah, so I went back and played a lot of the older wrestling games, you know, the Aki games and the, the old Ukes PS2 games and... You know, got a got a flavor for those. I would say that uh, Persona, the RPG series, is is something near and dear to my heart and Kenny's heart. And that's all about building relationships. When you're not in dungeons, you're almost spending more time, and it's almost more fun to go to a movie with somebody or to go play darts with the group or something, as opposed to just doing the kind of random battles that happen in our RPG. So uh, Yakuza as well, you know, Yakuza does a great thing of taking a pretty small space and giving you a whole lot of varied gameplay in it. So those were, those I think were the ones that I was really basing it on if I could. You can certainly see like, it just feels like a very different sort of experience in other places like that. Like the the bits where you go and do sightseeing and things, it just breaks, breaks away from wrestling for a little bit. And I think that the one thing that Fight Forever does is it's not a wrestling simulation the same way that a lot of the WWE games were. It's something that's a bit more for everybody to throw themselves into and try. I feel like that was a, an aspect that I, I don't know if I've seen a game that does that about, you know, there's other, other sports games and, and maybe some of the UFC games where you go out and you train and you, you build your character up. But so many wrestling games take place at the arena level or inside the ring. And that's only, you know, maybe, maybe four hours of a wrestler's day. So those other 20 hours they're out there, they're seeing the sites, they're hanging out with people, they're taking selfies and, I hadn't seen that done before, so I wanted to try and do that. And, and you know, in doing that, I kind of see why it had never been done before, because logistically it's pretty difficult to get clearance for those those sites, even if they are just pictures or co- just coming up with reasons, different places to go and, and interactions to have that may or may not be seen by the player. Because there are some people who are going to want to just skip through all of that and just match, 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 speed run it. And I wanted to let those people do that. That's an, that's an important customer to serve as well. But if you want to let it breathe, if you want to go hang out and, and get these snapshots, which is something that I, I hope that people are into because it was something that I really am proud of, um, you know, get, going out and getting those selfies and hopefully people will, will post those online. Um, yeah, that was just, just, just something, something different, you know, I, because I couldn't have the big, big cutscenes, the big production budget, the big voiceover. So those limitations can lead to creativity, right? Like you said that, that the character models are more bespoke in this. That's great. And there's a limitation to that because maybe there's not as much customization that can happen because 
every one of those 52 characters have their own nuances so they can't wear all the same clothes, for example. Um, in my mode, I did not have voiceover and people have even seen that I did a little kind of meta-ish thing of when you go to uh, Seattle, there's a little joke that the restaurant, that the wait staff says that like, oh, it's, uh, I'll tell you how to pronounce it because there's no voiceover basically. Um, so there's, you know, <laughs> it, you got to lean into that stuff because people don't, you know, it, it, some people will be disappointed just like people have been a little disappointed at the graphics Some people are big into production values, but I tried to really lean on the charm and the uniqueness of, of, you know, these different personality types and going to these different places and, and showing life on the road and really to celebrating AEW, like the history of AEW was something that we were, we were big on, on focusing on and, and showing those video clips of, you know, okay, here's how you won the FTW championship, but here's how it really happened for the first time when Taz comes and introduces it, or you may have kicked the crap out of, out of CM Punk on the first rampage, but you know, here is the video of, of his initial promo where like my, you know, I still get, get, uh, chicken skin just by watching that every time, you know, so, so just showing those aspects to kind of celebrate AEW doesn't have a long history, but it's got a rich history. And, and we wanted to show people who maybe weren't so familiar with the brand, what it was all about. Yeah, the game is finally here. It came out just the other week after many years in in the making, and there's been a lot of nice things, a lot of quality things said about, like as I said, like the how how accessible it is for people who don't know wrestling, and and how inviting it is for people who are coming in. Uh, you've mentioned there as well some disappointment that comes from some of the way that some of the game is put together. But overall, what's the general temperature with uh, with your colleagues and yourself at THQ Nordic about the reception of the game? Yeah, I think we're we're pretty happy. I think that, you know, I at least was aware that reviews may not be in the stratosphere, but you know, we're at the end of the day, I make games for the player. I make games so that the people who are interested in it will pick it up and they'll find some fun and enjoyment of that. Does that make mean that I I made a perfect mode? No, definitely not. Is this a perfect game? No, it is not. But it's especially taking it as a from the ground up first effort for a brand new IP. Uh, I think we accomplished what we wanted to do. I think I accomplished what I wanted to do on the mode. I think we made a kind of, you know, easy to easy to play, hard to master kind of game that was intuitive in the controls and and fun to play. And and you know, what I loved about the Aki games back in the day is that every every situation there is something that you can do if you're against the ropes, if you're, you know, against the the uh, the guardrail, if you're behind a player there's something that you can do you know it's it just there's all these fun possibilities and yeah i think we i think we got that you know it's it's still it's something to build off of very much so i i hope that there are some some updates that that come and and you know maybe bring some other people into the fold who thought well maybe i'll wait on it and see what happens but um by and large the people who i'm i've heard from who are playing it who actually picked it up downloaded it bought it and are are getting their hands on it are enjoying what they're playing the big thing about the game is, as you've said, there is it's something that, that will be built on with 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 downloadable content and stuff coming forward. Uh, has there been conversations with yourself and THQ Nordic about doing more stuff in your role as lead narrative designer? No, we haven't really gone into that. Now, I, I truth told, I am, you know, I'm in a different role at a different company right now. So it's a, a little bit uh, it's a little bit like. You know, Mike Awesome showing up back at ECW to uh, <laughs> to to hand the belt over to Taz. Uh, what we're doing now, because I'm I'm at a company called Splash Damage, working on a game called Transformers Reactivate, which is you know Transformers and wrestling wrestling have a lot in common because they're both larger than life. You know, a lot of lore behind them, a lot of uh, diehard fan base. But um, I would definitely be willing to you know 
investigate maybe how we can expand on Road to Elite because again, it is it's it's not a wide mode, but it's a tall mode. And and if we could widen it a little bit, that would be great. If we could find some way to do some DLC, um, that would be really neat. You know, get even get just some of the characters involved in maybe their own bespoke scenes. I think that would be really neat. But again, I'm not uh, I'm not in the know on all that stuff. But I am, you know, I'm, I've got an ear out. Okay, but it's uh, but it's great that you're involved at all. I think it's a wonderful uh, addition to the roster to, of THQ Nordic to have you as part of that. I think it adds, you know, personally, I think it adds that wonderful bit of gravitas to it to have someone who's been there, done that. You know, you're a wrestler yourself. You've 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 had your hand in all sorts of different roles and positions within previous wrestling games. So to be on the mm. scene, I think is amazing. Um, where can people go? Because honestly, I do I do believe we have another forty eight podcasts to discuss to talk about the length and breadth of the incredible things that you've done. We haven't even talked about you controlling a massive dinosaur at the War Gigs. But, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but these are all for other times. But uh, Justin, if people want to keep up with everything that you're up to, where can they do so? Yeah, as long as uh, Twitter is still around, my preferred uh, social media platform still is. Twitter and I'm at Justin Leeper underscore yo. Uh, there was somebody else who grabbed Justin Leeper, but I still have the Google, you know, you Google it and my, my name and all that stuff comes up. So I own that. I just don't own uh, at Justin Leeper. So at Justin Leeper underscore yo. And uh, I love to hear from people, even if it's, you know, constructive criticism. Um, ever since I first started at Game Informer magazine, Many, many years ago, uh, I love interacting with with the people um, because, you know, that's what my loyalty is too. I'm doing this for the readers. I'm doing this for the players. I'm doing this for the viewers. And because I'm them, you know, this is, we tried to make the game that we wanted to play. And I think we succeeded that. I'm having a whole lot of fun playing it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be pretty, pretty open about the the things that I did and why on Road to Elite on Twitter right now, putting together some threads of all, all that sort of stuff. and not necessarily peeling back the curtain on everything because I, I really hope that the community will come together and they will kind of uh, plot out what all of Road to Elite is and how you get to these different blocks and everything. Because I, I know, but I don't want to tell everybody that. People have come to me and they've said, hey, how do I, you know, I really want to unlock, uh, you know, Mr. Brody Lee here. How do I do that? I'll give them a, a tip on that, but I don't want to don't want to lay all the cards out this early. And I really hope that the community will come together and maybe make some game facts or, you know, some YouTube videos. Uh, there's a lot of really good creators out there who are, who are covering it already. Shout out to my boy, this gen gaming, who showed me so much love on road to WrestleMania and still, you know, makes a lot of videos. He, he's done a lot of good stuff on, on uh, road to elite and, and fight forever as a whole, even recently. And oh, oh, shout out to yourself as well. And if you could stumble, stumble across any uh, of the, the fantabulous Easter eggs that are hidden within the uh, Road to the Elite mode, uh, this will be the guy that sorted them out at Justin Lieber underscore yo. Justin, thanks for taking time to chat Fight Forever with us at Cultaholic, sir. Always a pleasure. My pleasure as well, sir. Glad to talk to you face to face. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 